Hi, my name is Uluwa Femi and you are welcome to the Gospel Space. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, Exodus chapter 16 was our last chapter of study. And I would read again some verses in Exodus chapter 16. And as we listen and <clears throat> ponder upon the complaints of the Israelites, let us look at self. Let us look at self. Here is what they said after they got to the place called Elim, which is between Sinai and, uh, sorry, after they got to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. The whole congregation of Israel complained against Moses, like it was Moses doing to just go and deliver them. No, it was a command that he was obeying. It was a charge from God that he was obeying to lead the children of God out of uh, the land of Egypt. Now let us listen to their complaints. And the children of Israel said to them, that is Moses and Aaron, hold that we are died in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out of the wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Now this is very interesting. Despite the wonders, despite the signs that they witnessed. No, it's, it's not like they heard from the lips of some people that, oh, God did this, God did that. They witnessed. The ones that they could see with their eyes, they saw. The experiences, every pinch of experience, they experienced together. Both the Israelites and even the mixed multitude, and I can say even the Egyptians that journeyed with them, they all witnessed. Now, there is also a great wonder. We have read that a pillar of fire provided light for them all through the night. Remember, they were in the wilderness and nobody puts street lights in the wilderness or anything. So they needed that light to see because they even journeyed at night. They crossed the Red Sea in the night. So they had this constant wonder before their very eyes. A pillar of fire by night and a cloud that covered them in the day. And yet, first of all, they doubted. That doubting then led to murmuring. Now, it's very easy to say, oh, what kind of stubbornness did the children of Israel and this mixed multitude, what kind of stubbornness did they have? But remember, I said we should look to self because these are examples to us. These are examples that shows what we are and what we might be doing. 
these stories they serve as a mirror now as we see ourselves in this story as we see that we are also ungrateful oh god do this for me god do that for me god do this for me not remembering or not using past experience to generate that confidence that we ought to have in the father we like the israelites go about complaining complaining losing sight of the goodness of god the goodness we experience on a daily now it's amazing oh they don't have food today oh some of us might not have food today but we have life remember it is only he that is (laughs) it is only he that is alive that can feel hungry it's only he that is alive that can feel thirsty it is only he that is alive that can give praise and even see witnessing the goodness of the lord so in place of murmuring like i would say all the children of israel should have just prayed is the same thing i would say to self and i would share with you my brother or my sister instead of murmuring instead of complaining instead of having our eyes fixed on whatever challenge or trial we are going through we can always turn to god and pray remember in phases of trial we discuss that there is a need to have a journal a book whatever you call it where you record your testimony so that in times of trials instead of wondering and pondering how god will do it of which we can never know no one knows his way instead we should go to our book of testimonies and read let that trust develop let it be firm read about the goodness god has done for you as i read about the goodness god has done for me we must learn as god is revealing to us what truth is he is putting a mirror before me and he is putting a mirror before you that we may see the flaws in our own life now the flaws in our own life shouldn't make us afraid or run from god he is showing us so that we would run to him to seek help to seek grace and to seek mercy let us have a word of prayer as we go into our study for today exodus chapter 17 exodus chapter 17 let us pray our dear father in heaven we thank you for today we thank you for this fresh opportunity to study we pray for the clarity of mind we plead for the forgiveness of our sins and we plead that you please send us your holy spirit that he may teach us, that he may guide us, that he may reveal to us sin, righteousness, and thy judgment. Soften our hearts that we may receive all that you have for us today. 
is our prayer we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus chapter 17, the water from the rock. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of Sin, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Raphidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. Now, we are seeing another use of the word commandment. So, now, um, <clears throat> we, do you remember when we read that when God was telling Isaac, the son of Abraham, that I trust your father, that he would keep my commandments, he would keep my charge, and he would keep my statutes and my laws. Now, we are seeing God use this same word, commandment. And this commandment is as to their movement. Right? Let us go on. Therefore, the people, <clears throat> therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Haven't you experienced his goodness? Haven't you seen that he's aware of all your needs? Up until this point, don't you trust that he will provide as he has been providing? If God in a wilderness, which is also a desert, provided fish for you to eat, I don't think there are rivers or seas in deserts. If out of a place of dry land, dry land, he provided fish for you, why then do you contend? Why do you argue? Why do you murmur against me and against the Lord? Because there is no water. The one that did and performed that great miracle for you when you were Losting after your perverted appetite? Don't you think he can also provide for you water to drink? And the people tested there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. Now, these are people that have given their life to the lust of the flesh. These are people who were not taught to have self-control. These are people who did not believe. I, I, I think they were even more <laughs> stiff-necked than the sorcerers in the land of Egypt. Remember, it got to a point where the sorcerers in the land of Egypt told Pharaoh that, My dear king, it's enough. The land is already in ruin. Let these people go. At some point, they surrendered that, of a truth, the God of the Hebrews is the true and living God. 
And here we have the Israelites who have experienced more than any have experienced during their time still show a great lack of faith, still show a great lack of trust. Their appetite was perverted. They had no self-control. They had no reverence for God. Now, in the flaws of this journey are where we should plead for strength. Strength in appetite. That is food. We can see that this they are complaining was to appetite. Oh, our appetite is so deeply connected to our religion. This journey was a testing ground. And it reveals so much to us. Remember, we are also journeying to truth. We are journeying to spiritual Canaan as we study and hear God revealed to us the history of the Bible. So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also have in your hand your rod with whom you smote the river and go. Behold, I will stand before thee. Sorry, behold, I will stand before you, dear, on the rock in Horeb. And you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it that the people may drink. Now, this is very interesting, and I would like us to note. Now, the reason why that water came out of that rock is because God went with Moses. Not because of the rod, not because he smote the rock, but because God went with Moses. I see a lot of things, a lot of practices on TV. I hear a lot of things going on in different churches where one wants to mimic the stories of the Bible. He holds a mantle, a rod or something, and he's saying, oh, with the power vested in me, please, please. Here we are reading clearly that that water gushed out of the rock because God went with Moses. Not because of the action, but because God was there. And it was God that gave the command, go. And Moses did so in the sight of the children of, in the, eld, uh, in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah. Because of the contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Hmm. Didn't they see the clouds? Didn't the pillar of fire lead them to this very point the night before? 
appetite. Appetite. Because of what man will eat, because of what man will drink, we can see how they tempted the Lord. Look at the sins of today. The sins men commit today are just towards what they'll eat and what they'll drink. The ones who steal, the ones who commit all manners of atrocities, it's all because of what they would eat or what they would drink. Now, Amalek came and fought with Israel in Nephidim. Now, do you remember in Genesis chapter 25, when God, where God told Rebekah, you have two nations in your womb, and the younger shall rule over the older. The younger shall even be stronger than the older. And as we studied the story of Esau and Jacob, we came to a conclusion because during their time, we saw that Esau, the older, was stronger than Jacob, the younger. And it was there we understood that that prophecy was not immediately, it wasn't for that immediate generation. But we would see how that prophecy has finally come to pass. Amalek is the son of Esau. So here we see the children of Esau coming to fight the children of Jacob, that is Israel. Brothers fighting against each other. But while I was thinking of this, I was like, well, it's 400 years past. It's 400 years ago that they, they, they might have forgotten that, okay, these people are our brothers, they are relatives, it's possible, but that's no excuse. We are seeing that Esau, we are seeing that the children, excuse me, we are seeing that the children of Israel, uh, Esau, came to wage war against the children of Israel. And it's interesting, people that have been in bondage for 400 years, what dispute do they have with the children of Amalek? Left to me, I, they don't have any disputes. We're just, I'm, I'm just seeing this as the children of Amalek trying to flex their muscles. I'm seeing it that, oh, maybe, yes, yes, as we read in the Bible, all nations heard of the wonders that God wrought on behalf of the children of Israel in the land of Egypt. So maybe they thought, uh, well, in Egypt, they don't have sorcerers that are good. They don't have strong fighters. So let's go and show them that we are stronger than the Egyptians, that we can take these people captive. I think this war that they waged against the children of Israel was out of pride. Now, do righteous people just go about fighting people? No, I, I, I strongly doubt it. They don't. So this must mean that Amalekites must have been a wicked nation. I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect from their father Esau? Let's go on. And Moses said to Joshua, 
to Joshua. Choose us some men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron and Hor went up to the hill uh, went up to the top of the hill. And as it was, when Moses held his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and Hor supported his hands. One on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. That's a long time. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book and record it in the hearing of... <clears throat> sorry, and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Now, why did God say he would have war with Amalek from generation to generation? Was this unprovoked? Oh, I'm using the word literally. Was this, um, was this line of battle drawn for no reason or was it drawn for a just cause? That's a question for you to answer. I've, I've been in conversations with people that say, oh, the God of the Old Testament, so wicked, killing people. And it's not killing people. Here we see that the people of Amalek just came to attack Israel for no reason whatsoever. It couldn't be that people who were slaves were tormenting the people of Amalek. No. This ones just wanted to flex their muscles. Well, before I forget, now we hear God give Moses a command to write in a book for a memorial to the children of Israel. Now, do you remember when they crossed the Red Sea, God told them pick stones? keep it as a memorial when he gave them manna he told them put this aside for a memorial and now after this war and what uh, after he swore he told them he told Moses not them he told Moses write it down so this is interesting so there is a book where Moses is writing down all the events he is recording and what is the recording for so that he will recount it to the hearing of the children of Israel. There is a book. There is a book. Now, do you see that this instruction, the counsel that we came to understand the need for a journal is not just 
one oh uh let's just do it are we saying that we are following the pattern god has laid down for us now what was moses going to record he was going to record testimonies of how he delivered them from the the hand of the egyptians of how they crossed the red sea of how he provided for them of how he won the battle on their behalf he was to record these victories so that they would be recounted and there is our counsel from god himself that is our counsel from the creator he is telling you he is telling me have a book where you and i will record our testimonies so that we can recount them not to anybody this time but to self in times when our faith seems to be faint in times of trials in times of tribulations god says right oh god is good god is good now it's not just me saying or sharing that we should write now it is god telling us how and means to which we can be helped when we are faced with difficulties i have one prayer for you my friends today and it's a dear prayer i pray for self and that is a desire to do all that god is commanding us to do i pray you have a wonderful day i pray these lessons that we are learning will speak to us and prompt us to be zealous and run back to our creator i pray these words these lessons will take deep roots in our hearts I pray it would trigger us to search our hearts and trace where we are falling, be it in appetite, be it in our temporal needs, that we may cling back to the one who is the giver of all things. I pray you have a wonderful day. By God's grace, we'll meet again tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday tomorrow is friday and like the counsel and the command god gave to the children of israel six days you shall labor but on the seventh day is the lord's rest tomorrow as we have studied and as we have learned and as god has reminded us tomorrow the sixth day we are to cook we are to boil we are to bake all we need to do for the sabbath so that our Sabbath will be a pleasant rest and an acceptable sacrifice to our Lord who is creator. God bless you.